0: Ben Lovell, a Right Below the Knee amputee, is the founder behind Amp Camp and Amp Camp Kids. Ben continues to inspire the entire amputee community as an advocate, a spirit guide, fitness expert, and social media influencer. It is my pleasure to introduce Mr. Ben Lovell. Welcome, everyone. My name is Rick Bonkowski, and this is the Amped Up to 11 podcast. Hey Ben, how are you? So good to see you, my man. I'm good, you. <laughs> hey, I know it is evening where you are. It's actually early afternoon for me here near Chicago, U.S. Where are you in the world right now?
1: So I'm in um, Tenerife now. I am originally from the UK, but obviously I've got my camps going on in Tenerife. So we've got a big camp coming up next week. So I'm at the moment. I'm in sunny Tenerife, which is near Africa, um, and it's. Half seven at
0: night, and I'm gonna get really jealous in a moment. What what are the temps like where you are right now?
1: Uh, Today today 29 degrees.
0: 29 degrees.
1: Today yes, and at the moment it's about 24.
0: So it's super cold there, is what you're saying?
1: Uh, Yeah, freezing. (laughs) As you can tell, that's why I'm just wearing (laughs) a (laughs) vest.
0: Okay, so. Obviously, this is uh, kind of a big moment for me. I believe I have been chasing Mr. Ben Lovell for the better part of, I want to say, three or four months. Yes. And some, some of this struggle to nail you down for an interview, admittedly, has been my fault as well. But um, you are a very, very busy man. You are involved in many things, amputee, and I have to say you're one of those people that was a standout for me, and when we started developing the podcast and thinking about guests that really brought something to this community, let's call it a very, very positive vibration, you are the person that seems to be just emanating, just tons of positive energy. And I believe that is something that our community needs more of. Definitely we, well. we need people like Ben. We need to see these stories. We need to be inspired. And I have to say that I very much appreciate your transparency because you are the first person to, to note that it's not always easy. It's not always fun. There are setbacks, and we are just part of that process. And if we maintain that forward movement, that all of those negatives certainly can be tremendously outweighed by the positives. So when I look at you as an amputee, the first thing that comes to my mind in terms of curiosity is... I would like to know, from your perspective, I would like you to describe the Ben Lovell before amputation. Who was that person? Who was Ben before he lost his right leg below the knee? How would you describe him?
1: Um, Nowhere near as confident as I am now, and nowhere near as positive as I am now. Um. I was just a normal lad. Um we worked on a roads and a gang of lads at Tarmact and Resurfaced Roads. Um I wasn't, I'd say I wasn't particularly doing anything exciting with my life. Um it didn't have, for me now, seeing where I am now, it didn't, at that time it didn't really have any meaning to to it, if that makes a little bit of sense to you. Um and yeah, yeah, you know, I just I plodding along. I think I think you get you get kind of in this rut in life where you just you think you, to me that it was just life. You know, I, I just went to work every day, and that's what my life was about. You know, going to work, paying bills, not doing anything in particular. What I'd say is important um, things, um, and then I uh, obviously, as we know, I lost my leg, and, and things changed from that.
0: So losing a limb. It sounds to me that your life was very routine. As we all fall into routines and patterns, our life becomes sort of a function of necessity. I always describe it as my life is running me right now. Yeah. I'm not really running my own life.
1: Yeah, we're exactly like that. You know, it's um, mundane things, you know, it's, uh, I suppose, that that's. <laughs> A lot of people live their lives like that, and 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 I think while you're doing that, you don't actually see any further, or you don't see any different kind of things to that. Uh, but yeah, it's just basic normal mundane
0: life. And funny how an amputation, such <clears throat> a tremendous life changing event, can completely change not only where you are spiritually, mentally, but also really the trajectory of your life because. For me personally, and how, how long have you been an amputee now? How many so years? So I'm coming
1: up um, 29th of November will be five years.
0: Okay. So you and I are actually very similar in that I've been an amputee for six years. I'm a right below the knee as well. So w- we have some similarities in that regard. Obviously, I'm not as good looking as you, but <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have a few, I have a few people that find me attractive, so that's good enough. Um, (laughs) but I think the amputation, and I hear this so often from people like yourself that are very, very much in the public eye in in terms of their, their amputee journey, let's call it, that there's this, this moment that everything changes. And I've seen the transformation of you because you're very transparent about it. You talk about it. You show pictures of yourself right after amputation. You don't look like the same person, Ben. You just don't. No, I'm
1: not, I'm, I'm uh, definitely not the same person. Um, thing, thing that I wanted to do um, was, you see a lot about social media and about people portraying this wonderful life all the time. And, and, and for me to do what I wanted to do and what I'm doing now, that would have been fake. And it would have been wrong for me just to say, this amputee life's brilliant, it, you know, it's such an amazing thing, which I'm at, I'm at that stage now. But I've, I've also... I got diagnosed with depression, anxiety and PTSD. I um, had suicidal thoughts. Yeah. When I lost my leg, I felt like a burden on my wife. My wife was going out. We had two children that I couldn't do things with. I understand the downside to this. I, you know, I'm fully aware of what this can make people feel like. But then... And, and I did that for 12 to 18 months, but... Then something something has to change inside you. We, you know, regardless of what cards we've been dealt in life, we're still alive. We're still breathing. We've still got life to live. I've still got children that I want to. I want them to look up to me and, and, and know that I didn't give in in something like this. You know, it doesn't. It, it, although it, it is a negative thing to start with, depending how you've lost your leg as well. You know, if you if you've been in pain for two or three years, four years, five years, and you suddenly have your limb off and you're being able to walk again, that's a new lease of life. Um, if you're in a car accident and you lose it and it's just you know, it's, it's dip, that's different, that's a different mentality how it hits you, depending how you lose your leg and the reasons behind losing your leg. Yeah. Um and it hit me hard, you know, it really did hit me hard. Um but I believe I believe for all that, I've, I've I've grown, I've I'm a different person now because of that, because of the struggles, because of how hard I found it. I think it's made me a lot stronger than what I knew I were, a lot more resilient. Um I'm more compassionate towards people because of what I've been through. Um, And yeah, it's, uh, I I want to, for me now, I I look at myself that I lost my leg to do what I'm doing now and and help people not have that start in this journey that I had.
0: Yeah, and I think the fact that you're so, you're so offering of, of your story and you're so willing to share what you've been through and, and to show the downs, not just the ups, but the downs and say, you know, I understand, you know, this can be painful. I understand this can be uh, incredibly, incredibly frustrating at times. And to recognize that shows that in many respects you've come full circle. And now that you're as high functioning as you are, you're giving back to the community you're doing all of these things because that energy, let's face it, it's contagious. Yeah. And when you can share that energy with other people, it's really remarkable what can happen. You know, the conversation that we're having today and um, the people that are going to listen to this, the people that are curious about you beyond a social media post, that want to hear your feelings, they want to hear like, well, well, what's Ben all about? Like, where is he coming from? You know, because let's face it, very often when we when we do things through social media, it it has a tendency to be somewhat one dimensional. It's a snapshot. Yeah. It's really it's really just a snapshot. It's like saying, "This is where I am in this moment, and this is what I'm thinking, and I hope that I can give someone a benefit from these words or this photo. Or this this video clip i'm i'm hoping that we can do that but we all know that as amputees we're all so much deeper than that in our personal lives and with our families and the circle of friends that we have and the people we confide in and to be able to get just a little glimpse of that you know through an interview i yeah. think that's where my curiosity comes from i don't come from broadcasting I don't come from TV, I don't come from anything, but simply the fact that I'm an amputee and I'm very, very curious about other amputees and their journeys because I get such a benefit from speaking to people like yourself. It helps me understand where, where, where I want to go and what I want to do because we're all very different and we all have different interests and we're all pursuing different things. But I think the normalization of this lifestyle, because it is a lifestyle, you know, <laughs> and and you are creating a culture, you know, of its own, um, you know, with AmCamp and AmCamp Kids that is taking everything to a whole nother level, you know, for the amputee community. And I think all of that is very important work. You know, I, I had someone who asked me a bizarre question the other day. And they said, um, and I'm going to ask you the same question. They said, "When you dream, do you have your leg back?"
1: But do you know i've uh, I've never actually dreamt of being an amputee. I've never been an amputee in any of my dreams.
0: Um, Why do you think that is? Because I've had a similar experience where I'll look down, and I have my legs
1: yeah that's pretty <laughs> much similar i don't know it's a uh, it's very strange to say to say you've been like this for five years and that that is what your life's about now right um to, to then to then suddenly in your dreams still have that leg um,
0: it's it's it's, I, a, it's bizarre isn't it it is
1: it's, it's like phantom pins you know they're bizarre as well and uh you know we all know about them and and, and about when you still think your foot's there and stuff like that it's uh it is a weird life <laughs>
0: yeah yeah it's it's funny how, you know, and I explained it this way, it's funny how, you know, things about ourselves in terms of our spiritual side remain whole. Yeah. We remain complete. I'm still 100% of of who I, I have always been except that there is a physical aspect of that's me different. that's different. And you and I are fortunate enough to have adaptive devices to be able to get us around and do the things that we want to do. The The other thing I was curious about with you is, you know, obviously you, you spend a tremendous amount of time in the gym. Um, how often was that a part of your life before amputation? Because I have to be honest with you, you were a different-looking lad back in the day. <laughs>
1: um, so the photos, the photos of me, so just previous to my amputation, I've been in and out of the gym. Probably for maybe five or six years previous to my losing my leg. Okay. Um, now the run up to my losing to me losing my leg, it was I started with cramping my calf, um, which made it very difficult for me to walk. Um, and I think the five months prior to my having my leg off, I'd started losing my weight. Um, so some of the pictures after that, I did look like that before. But just the fact that I couldn't, I wasn't as mobile, and due to the blood clot, um, that had a big major part, to play of not being able to get to the gym, and I, I thought I'd torn a muscle, or I just put it down to a work related stress, not a blood clot. So I wasn't sure at that time that I had the blood clot. I just, I knew that I couldn't walk that far, and when I did walk for more than ten minutes, I was in pain. Um, So again, once I stopped going to my gym, that started playing with my mental health again. Um, and I think that was just... Yeah, looking back on them photos now, it's um, it's weird looking back on them, you know, about I, I did look completely different. Then, but I, I don't think I was truly happy either, even with two legs. I don't think I, I... I've always found, and looking back now, that I, I always forced myself to try and fit in. I was trying to fit in with the wrong group of people. Oh. Um I kind of had... I've always had this little bit of anxiety and probably, probably a little bit of... Um, depression from probably being about 16 17 my my dad left home when i was 11 um and i think that played a massive part in 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 my life growing up um so yeah just obviously not being able to get to the gym because my leg was hurting and i couldn't walk and stuff like that you don't realize at the time but when i stopped going then my mental health took a big dive and then finding out i had this blood clot um which I, i i had no health problems i didn't have diabetes um I, unfortunately, I just like I say, I got cramp in my calf. I went to the hospital, and they they put a Doppler on the back of my at the top of my foot. They told me there were no pulses, which meant there was a blockage somewhere.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I've seen the picture of your of your feet when you you have like your your left foot is like healthy looking. Yep. And then your your right foot is like white
1: just gray yeah there yeah it's like no gray it's like there's no
0: color at all like in your foot it's kind of kind of kind of sobering to look at
1: yeah yeah, yeah. so like so I, i've never even i've never even kind of heard of blood clots you know i think until same as being an amputee i would never really seen an amputee until i became one then all of a sudden i see him everywhere um, yeah, right. the, thing, yeah. <laughs> the thing we like the blood clots and stuff like that I obviously it's not something until it's affected, until it affects you. It weren't something that I was going to read about or like look up about. Um, uh, and I was I was 39 when I got this, which is is I got told in the hospital it's quite young. You know and you're looking, blood clots are normally something that affects people in the 60s and stuff like that. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd gone in. I got told that you know you can do a bypass operation. They could do this bypass operation, and that got planned for the 19th of September, 2017 went into the hospital, they sit you down, tell you worst case scenario, you know there's a chance that this there's a chance that you could have your leg amputated, but obviously that's worst case scenario. Um it's a basic operation. And I had that operation done and then they come round four days later and just said it's it's not been a success. So you need to start thinking about having your leg amputated.
0: Now I know after you had your amputation and you can correct me if I get any of this wrong. Um I believe the story was that you were probably going to lose more of your leg uh, because you were still struggling with some circulatory stuff. And from what I remember reading was you got your ass in the gym and you literally started working specific muscles to increase the blood flow in your residual limb. Almost, yeah, so, yeah like well, almost so. like saving yourself from further amputation.
1: Yeah, so what it was, what I've um, I had, I had my leg amputated uh, 29th of November 2017. On the 19th of September 2018, I became clotted to both legs again, so I had to have another bypass operation. Um, the one to my good leg cleared up with like a blood thinner. The one to my stump, I had to have another bypass in, in my groin. And then 12 months after that, um, I got told my, my femoral artery, your femoral artery, kind of runs down your body and then splits to your legs. The one going into my stump is completely furred over. So there's, there's my main artery into my stump, where my blood should be running in, is blocked. Mm. So this kind of said to me, look, you have got little blood vessels that are obviously getting blood in there, but not enough. This will not be enough to kind of keep your stump alive for for years, kind of thing. They, they kind of gave me six months and told me uh, I might have to go above the knee. Um, but yeah, and then that's that's what happened. I uh, obviously I've been in the gym previous, and, and I, I don't mind going to the gym. So my uh, my thought in my head was, if I go to the gym, you can push you push blood around your body, um, which in turn is going to help push blood into my stump. So I think it was two thousand and nineteen. I got told that my stump had last six months, uh, and I, 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 I'm going. I'm still going now. But I still climb mountains and do what I need to do to just you know try and make that last as long as possible.
0: Sure. So, what advice would you give? Just because you spend so much time in the gym, I consider you to be somewhat of a fitness expert. What What would you give in terms of advice to a fellow amputee, in terms of, okay, what should I be working on? You know, what should I be working on if I want to do some of the things that I've seen you do in terms of your your very very much in the outdoors, you're hiking, you're climbing, you're going on these you know very, very long, rigorous you know excursions and doing these things that, to be quite honest, most amputees and I stress the word most are like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do what this guy is doing. So what, what would you say to someone? Okay, let's get you in the gym and this is where I would start you.
1: So let's I need to stress this, that by no means, um, I, am I, uh, a professional or anything like that? I just like working out. Um, I, I think, for, I think to start with, if, if, I started just before I got my leg. Um, you know, a couple of months. I think it was about seven weeks after I had me um, my amputation. I started visiting the gym. I started. I got the first thing I did was get a PT that knew what he was doing, um, and we worked a lot on. We worked a lot with resistance bands rather than going jumping on machines and lifting heavy weights. You know, I, I wanted to. I wanted to build the muscles up in my leg that i would not used for, for a start. Because um, sitting about and everything, it, obviously, you need a good car. We need a good car, strong car, to walk as an amputee. Um, I don't know; it's it's a hard one for me to try and tell people what to do when they go to the gym. Because, like I say, I'm not no expert. Um, I kind of just I have this bit of a knowledge before, you know, working on your hamstrings, working on your your quads, working on your hips and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff that you can actually do without having to go to a gym. Um, as an amputee, you don't necessarily have to go to a gym. And I know a lot of amputees probably won't find it easy going to a gym, especially at the start of this journey when they're still getting used to how they look and they're not fully confident in going somewhere public like that and not knowing how to use machines. I've actually got a couple of pages. I've got a page on my Facebook where when I started with my PT, we've videoed everything, um, and I've uploaded them. Um, so if people ever message me, I'll just send them. I tell them to go watch the videos, and it's all exercises that you can do in your front room, um, and then work work your way up. You know, get yourself confident before going into a gym. I'd say. I think I you think want- you're
0: right. I think breaking it down in a simple way is really important because I think we look at that journey as like this this very very high plateau to get to and when you start small if you were to say to someone hey this all begins in your family room this all begins in your home because i've seen videos of you in like a home setting and you're working out and we don't need necessarily high-tech equipment or professional trainers to get mobile you know i i I remember being post-op i was in a rehab center And, you know, I would just do laps in my wheelchair, you know, around the floor that I was on. And to me, there's something very spiritual about being active. It's just, it becomes this fuel, you know, for your mind, for your heart. You just feel better about yourself when you're moving, when you're constantly... See, see,
1: see, uh, if you work out and you do any form of exercise, you don't have to go to a gym, you don't have to... A lot of people, yeah, I, can, I can put stuff up about climbing mountains, and people are like, "Yeah, but I can't do that now." My challenge is climbing a mountain. Um, that challenges me. I'm not saying everyone has to challenge yourself by climbing a mountain. You, you might be in a wheelchair at home. Your challenge might be standing up out of that wheelchair for five minutes a day. But the whole point of it is to get yourself moving. The more exercise you do, you release endorphins, which automatically makes you feel better. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't. You don't have to go to a gym for an hour and a half. You don't have to climb mountains. It can be ten minutes in your living room. You know, there's there's other way. There's other stuff as well that I do incorporate into that. There's meditation and and stuff. And I, I have five ten minutes to myself and clear my head and focus on my breathing rather than all the negative thoughts that are going on in my head. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just think anybody that exercises, anybody that exercises, it automatically makes you feel better. Um, and, and I understand that it's hard. And like I say, I, I can do what I do. But when I first started this journey, I always used to look at other amputees that were going off and doing these kind of stuff that I'm doing now and kind of saying to myself, Oh, I wish I could do that, I wish I could do that. Well, it will come to you, but you've got to you've got to start somewhere. Um, and you've got to, like I said to you, it might be standing up off couch 15 times and then sitting down for 10 minutes and then standing yeah. up and sitting down again for another fifty. It might sound slow, it might sound like it's not going to do out, but it will, and it's a, It's your mindset, it's your mindset as well. You, you've got to make yourself, no one's going to come into your house and, and exercise for you.
0: And, <laughs> That's for sure. You know,
1: it's up to you, and, and I know it's hard when you don't feel like it, I know it's hard when you're feeling down, but I, the one thing that got me out of that rut that I was in was when I started exercising, that changed my mindset, that made me feel better about myself.
0: The one thing that I noticed about you, because obviously I follow you and I appreciate so much of what I see as just very, very wise sort of words, um, things that I would even go as far to say, you know, a lot of what you put out, Ben, as content, I mean, it's really your legacy, like as a human being. It's what you'll leave behind. It's, it's, it's the words that will, you know, sort of echo in the community that we're a part of. Before amputation, you know, living your life in let's say more of a, you know, routine kind of place. Were you always like a really spiritual guy? Was there always that side of you? No. No, okay. No,
1: so like I said, yeah, I worked, I worked in with a gang of lads, a group of lads, you know, we um, we finished working on Friday, we went to the pub and, and that was kind of my life and it, Half of the stuff that I talk about now is because I talk like that, because this this situation that happened to me changed my life. And I think with a life-changing... It's something like that happens to you, where it's a life-changing event, it should change your life. there um, there's, there's be absolutely no point in me losing a leg and going through what I was doing just to go back and do everything and talk the same and act the same. You know, it, it's changed me. Like, I mean, completely, completely changed me in, in, in every aspect of my life. Uh, could you have ever? No, could, you have ever had, could
0: you have ever? Could you have ever no, imagined the adventure that you were going to go on? Because no, you no, were in no. the, you were in this, you were in this, in the way you describe it. I'm not saying you weren't happy. You know, no. life becomes sort of status quo, and you're just sort of plugging along. Plugging along, right? We're just living our life, and it's just yeah. what we're doing. I've been there myself, and could you have ever imagined that? almost in an instant, that your life was going to completely change and you were going to do amazing things with your life. Like you were going to go on this, really this this movie-like adventure of tremendous loss evolving into tremendous triumph. Like I took something that was very hard, you know, completely changed me as a person You talk about PTSD and suicidal thoughts and all of these things. And I have continued to elevate myself and use my my struggle, this life change, into a positive energy force, not only to help myself, but I actually share it with other people. I mean, that to me is, it's extraordinary. So, of course, I, I have to say... Do you ever kind of pinch yourself and go, How how the fuck did I end up in this? Like yeah, how did so I get way. how did I get here?
1: <laughs> like I said to you at the start when I was feeling down, I was feeling like that. Obviously I didn't know that that was gonna happen. But I think I'd say I'd say when I started talking, I went I went into hospitals, like I started visiting amputees, I went to the houses and I went to visit them when I knew they were struggling, you know, I went I went all over the UK. We, um, if there was someone struggling that reached out to me, I make sure that I messaged them back. And and then when I got started getting these little messages back saying thank you, you felt me. It was something that I'd never experienced in my life. You know, I'd not I'd not really helped anyone in my life. I was quite selfish, and I started getting these messages of support, and that automatically changed. And then when I started doing the AMP Cup, I had a vision. I division two years ago about these amp camps, and I, I've been told off many, many people that have tried changing my mind during that course of two years. You shouldn't be doing it. This I've stuck to what I believe in, and and, and the, the, no one else is no one else understands what I'm seeing in my head um, or where I want these to go. And I, have only just started with them. You know, I've, I've got big plans uh, for the future. Um, I can tell. No, t- you know, I do pinch myself, but I'm also I'm, I'm humbled as well. I'm, I'm humbled by the fact that I can, I can. With my camps, I've seen amputees come on them and I've seen them go away completely different people. Now, that's what drives me that that's, you know, when I'm getting messages of people and they've gone home to the friends and they've gone home to the partners or the children and they've gone home completely different to how they came on these camps, more confident. That's, 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 you know, I, I couldn't think of anything better to do with my life at the moment, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I think it's amazing work. Who Who is someone that we should know? That inspires Ben Lovell. Who is the person that we should be tapping into that Ben Lovell looks to for inspiration? Who is that person? Well,
1: basically, my wife and my children at the moment. Um, <laughs> That's a good answer. Obviously, like obviously, when I started, I, I did see about amputees doing stuff. You know, I've 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 had Richard White out to my camps. He's a two-time gold Paralympic champion. You know, I I've, yep. I've got him that I can ring up and talk to anytime I want. I've got um, Ali Jawad's about to come out. He's um, gold medalist, powerlifter, Paralympian, and stuff like that. But there's 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 other people as well. You know, I've just I've had a lady on my camp this week who she lost her legs in. She lost a leg in March, below the knee. Now March to me is very soon. She's come out and she's she gets she's just getting on with everything, and, and she inspires me. Um, some of these camps that I have, I've, I've, where I've, I've had children coming into these camps that have um, had meningitis and, and gone to bed and woke up in a coma and lost both the legs and both the them, I get inspired by a lot of people. Um, they, they don't necessarily have to be climbing mountains and doing stuff. You know, so, do they, you these... do
0: you feel like if you are if you're willing to engage the community, if you're one of those people that is willing to reach out, okay? and make connections with other amputees, other people that are struggling, don't you feel like that can be the catalyst for just an an enormous amount of inspiration for yourself? Because for me, talking and meeting and engaging people like yourself has become something that provides myself with a tremendous amount of inspiration. So if I'm following you, Ben, and I'm looking at you know who you are online, let's call it. We're gonna call it your your identity, your digital identity, who you are as a person on the internet, on social media. And I have this this really invested interest in what you're saying and what you're doing and how you're how you're living your best life. And then suddenly, I'm faced with the opportunity. I might be able to get to talk to him. I might actually be able to talk to this guy. Hence me chasing you for three or four months, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get you to, you know, get in front of a camera for me. Um, to me, that is, it's, it's, it's just this amazing sort of like experience where I think, okay, this for me is like a dream that I can engage different amputees that inspire me. And I can sort of grab just a little piece of them and plug it in right here and yeah. say, this, this, this is something that I can take with me. And I would think from what you're describing about, you know, your camps, other amps, children, you're just, you're just enjoying this synergy of, you know, positive energy with all these people that you come in contact with. And um, I would think that's really fueled a lot of your dreams, right?
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, 100, 100. I'd say that. I'd say that any amputee, I'd say any amputee that goes through this and struggles and everything else, you're all you're all in a position to then go and help someone else. The, the, the thing is, there's always going to be new amputees every single day, and they're all they're all going to want help at some point. So. My way of thinking: If you, if if I could take my time out to help one person, or, or however many people that I can help, they will then go on to do the same to somebody else, to another MPT, and then and and it'll just be a continuous circle. Um, but there is there is something something special about being able to help someone um, and kind of have them sort of turn around back to you and and, and thank you for it. You know it, it doesn't. Don't take it. It don't cost you anything to be nice. It doesn't cost you anything. Like I've said to you, my message, my message box has been open for four years. And and if if someone messages me, I've been there to message people and they don't message you back and stuff like this. When I was trying to get stuff off the ground, and it's annoying. Um, and I, I do honestly try to do my best if someone messages me, especially if it's someone that's got a problem, and um, to, to to try and uh, try and just be there. It might be. Um, it might be a minute. I might, you know, I might send them a voice note for one minute. If I'm busy, they'll get a voice note. If, if I'm not, and I can text, I'll text. But just to reach out and be able to, if someone's reached out for you to talk to you, and, and you can kind of give that five minutes of your time up to them, you, you never know what's going to do for someone, do you really?
0: No, you're right because I've had similar interactions with people, and I can tell that if I just spend, you know, five minutes. Engaging them, answering a question, maybe pointing them in the right Uh, direction—I get a huge charge out of that personally. Knowing that I'm sharing that that energy and making their day a little bit better—and you're you're so right—it doesn't cost anything. It 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 uh, really—it's so easy to be kind, and it's so easy to be thoughtful. Uh, and it's so exhausting to be the opposite.
1: Yes, of course it is. You know, that, that's that's the thing about it. We are like, uh, you know, negativity breeds negativity. And, and uh, you know, unfortunately, there is there is quite a few people like that. You know, there's quite a few amputees that can be very negative about things. You think? I know.
0: I have no, Ben, Ben, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Negative <laughs> amputees? have <laughs> been
1: kicked. <laughs> So I've actually I've actually been kicked out of a few amputee groups <laughs> too to positive now.
0: Oh my god, that's
1: crazy to me because if you're if you if you a new amputee and you go into some of these amputee groups and all you ever see is people whinging and moaning about the life and how hard it is, then the, 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 the groups the groups are detrimental to amputees in my eyes. I'd rather. Yes, fair enough talk about the bad times but I think there needs to be balance as well you need other people in there saying well it's not all doom and gloom you know you can go on you can go on to live a better life than what you actually had in the first place not 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 even get back to the life you had actually get back to a better life than you ever imagined um
0: absolutely and and I do agree with you in terms of the the negative cycles that I see as well and it it to be quite honest it's frustrating it's and- crazy, and it? yeah, it's
1: it's crazy, and it's like I can I can. This is what I mean. I can talk to, I can talk to her. The thing is, if you if you if you're not willing to be helped or you're not willing to change, then it's hard because when I message people or I'm talking to people in the black, like, they'll say something, and i will say something back like, "Listen, there's only you that can change that black." And straight away, it's like, "Yeah, but you don't understand." It's hard for me. It's, yeah, it's hard for everybody. But as long as you keep talking like that and not understanding that you're the one that's going to change your life, nobody else. Right then. You're just going to be stuck in this hole where you think everything's everything's negative. If you keep thinking everything's negative, trust me, everything's going to be negative. You know. It's yeah, great. and I
0: don't, I don't think you or myself is suggesting in any way that this isn't hard. That
1: no, 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 no. i know. I we, we we are
0: we are not claiming that this is all you know unicorns and rainbows and it's it's just wonderful to lose a limb and you know, have to struggle just to get out of bed in the morning. I I think you and I both are very much in, in the, in the thinking of, okay, this sucks, right? hundred percent. This sucks. (laughs) There's nothing fun about it. However, your perspective and the way you look at things and the way that you sort of frame it is completely up to you. It's within your control right yeah you
1: can you can change you can change we, like you said there we all know that i did a post today i've got a post up today about putting my leg on and and that um how did i put it like amputees make wearing a prosthetic leg look easier to, to the outside people it's sure. like so i just put this on and then i can walk no we have aches we have pains we have sweating it we have to take you know the it, it comes with it comes at a cost but that that's that's the life that's the life that you've got now that, right. that is the life that you've got so there's no amount of being negative or self-pity that's going to make your limb come back there's you know that's the life that you've got so let's focus instead of focusing on all the problems of being an amputee let's focus on getting over them problems and finding solutions for them rather than focusing on all the bad stuff
0: listen i i never thought ever in my lifetime that i would be jealous of someone who is walking yeah, I never thought that I would look at someone, see them walking, and think, oh, man, they got it good."
1: Yep. I mean, what are we it, talking about just, here? I mean, it's just like stuff that just stuff that you normally <laughs> take for granted. You know, I, totally. I, I said, I said today, if if you get up every morning, if you get up every morning, put your shoes on and walk out with the dog, then you look at, um, and we all used to do that. But uh, again, you know, don't get me, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I, if someone came up to me now and said, "Listen, Ben, you can have your leg back," I'd say keep it. I'm, I'm, I love being an amputee. I love everything about being an amputee, even even with all the aches, the pains, my block femoral artery, and everything else. Yeah. I love this life. Yeah. I, I absolutely love it.
0: Well, I I think you're living in a place of acceptance. You're living in a place of you have completely embraced who you are and your set of circumstances. I think that's a very evolved thing to do. It shows that you have the ability to see the good in your situation and you've taken it to a whole nother level. I mean, let's talk about Amcamp. I mean, Amcamp and Amcamp Kids is something that's, you know, very groundbreaking, pretty revolutionary. And I think that in terms of the amputee community, and where we are going as a community, it's vital to the growth and the healthy normalization of what it's like to be an amputee because we can only be strong when we are a community focus. And then once we recharge our batteries and we get reset, now we're ready to go out in the world, okay? And show the world how powerful people we are and these camps are a chance to get all of that fuel, all of that energy, all of that confidence. So, so you've, you're, you've mentioned AMCAMP a a bit in the interview thus far, but I want to dig a little deeper. How, how did that come about? You know, what, how, how was all of that founded, so to speak? And what was your role in all of that?
1: So, I've, I've, like I said, we've spoken and I've told you about my start in this, in this journey and how hard I found it. Um, I found that when when I was progressing, that the only thing that I could find to go to were like these coffee mornings where everyone, amputees, would meet up, they go for a coffee, they talk about how bad everything is and blah, blah, blah. Um, and there wasn't for me... Um, now I got talking to a friend that lived in Tenerife. They are they run like retreats for able-bodied people, so like wellness wellness retreats and stuff like that. Um, and they wanted someone to promote their business. So I kind of messaged them and said, Look, I want to do something for amputees. Um and that, that, that it just came from that idea, one phone call, and then and, and from there it just spiraled. I, I see it benefiting. I see a benefit in being around amputees, being around other amputees. You can talk to a therapist. You can talk to your prosthesis. You can talk to whoever you want. They've got two limbs, and they're never going to understand what exactly what it is you're going on about. Um, and I think once, and it's been proven with with what we've had and the reviews we've had and the success we've had on these camps. You know, we've had. Like I say, about Richard Whitehead, Paralympian, to uh, someone that's lost the legs three months ago, I and mean, there's a there's a wide range, um, and there's something special as well about putting. You you've just lost your leg three three months ago, but you're surrounded by people that are maybe one year, two year, three years. You can see where it's going. You can see that the you can improve. Um, you get they, they all get support from each other. They all, if if for instance one day your legs are in and you you can't put it on. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get looked at. No one's looking at you like because you haven't got your leg on. No one's saying to you, well, you should be able to get it on. Because we all know these days when you can't put your leg on. Um, so there's no feeling bad on the camps if you can't do anything. We've got I've got PTs that come into the camps. Um, we've got nutritionists, I've got an in-house therapist that's she's 30 years in the NHS, she does hypnotherapy and everything else for the ones that are struggling that way. Um and yeah, you know, they did. They, I had, um, we started off in 2020. I had three camps in 2020. This year I've done 11, 12, and I've still
0: got a couple more to do before the end of the year. Um, What's the best way for people to engage this concept? How do they find you? Where do they go? Aside from your your regular social media channels, how would someone want to get involved with? So that? basically, you can
1: do that. Obviously, my social media is massive for me. Um, I'm at my amp camp amp camp Tenerife. It's on Instagram and Facebook. Um, everything that we do on there, we post videos from every camp. So we've got the reviews on there, what it's done for people. Um, we, we've got a website. Um, you know, I, I, um, I'll i be getting this camp done next year. Next week, I've got, like, I've got 16 Norwegians coming over. Um, I went to do, um, like, a conference in Norway um, about four months ago. And from that, we've had a massive success in Norway. And- so, so it's, it's, it's not hard fun. to
0: find. <laughs> saying- no, 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 no. no. This, this lost, isn't hard lost. to find. Okay. No. That's good news. Ian, I, I agree with your sentiment about you know, go into the coffee house or, you know, go into a small, you know, support, support group. <clears throat> I, uh, I spent about six weeks in a rehab facility after my amputation and they recommended I come to a support group that, okay. that the, um, that the rehab center was holding once a month. Okay. Right. And I got to be honest, this was not a support group. This was a uh this was a group that met once a month and sat around and complained about yeah. everything. Yes. They complained about their pain. They complained about their doctor. They complained about their insurance. <laughs> they complained about their prosthesis. They complained I mean you could check every box Ben. It was just I never felt like I was in more of a negative space than when I was going to this so called support group. Support group, yeah. I'm, I'm be- like the thing wh- is, how am I being supported? Like you're not, you're not, you're only doing you're, you're listening to everyone else's
1: from like you said. And and like I said to you, that brings you, automatically that brings you kind of down. Um when you're around people, uh Like with with the camps, you know. For instance, this camp we've just had, I've had a girl that lost a leg in March, and another guy that his leg won't fit in. And I said, "Come on, let's go walk a mountain." Well, we can't do that. You can do it with the right people telling you you can do it. Yep. Um, And they got up there and they got back down, and that comes from you, me being behind them, going, "Come on, come on, come on!" Instead of, "I," you know. Your legs hurt, of course your legs hurt, and it's meant to work. Make, make you work in it, you know. Mm-hmm. But they got up there and they got down. But that's it. Yeah, like you say, if, if you're gonna, if you're gonna surround yourself with negative people, then then you're gonna live a negative life, you know.
0: Yeah, I agree. And you know, going back to the social media piece, you know, um, it, you know, again, I, I find it absolutely bizarre that you've been actually removed <laughs> from Facebook groups. Because you're too positive. Because yeah. your, your messaging is too positive. And, you know, um, nobody has to, has to follow anyone that they don't want to follow. No one, no one is forced to read a post from Ben Lovell.
1: That's, this is a crazy. This is a crazy thing, right, about social media. Turn the people channel. <laughs> that people don't. They don't understand though. So I, I even. So I put a post up the other day, something on the on the uh, lines of, "Don't complain about your life about how bad it is unless you're willing to do something and change your life." So I put this post up, and then I started getting loads of comments. You, you what right? Have you got to say that you don't know? Blah blah blah. And can you change a word into it? No, I can't. Um, it's toxic positivity it's all this and it's like all of it.
0: did you and just say, did you just say toxic positivity toxic, that's what
1: i get yeah I'm a, I'm a toxic positive person yeah that's a nice phrase that people tend Ouch. to use me <laughs> it's fucking it's, sorry i swore then it's crazy I Ben, I you've, been you've been
0: cancelled you've yeah, been cancelled Ben.
1: i, I can't <laughs> understand it you know and it's like and, I, and do you know the thing the thing that i tried to say in these groups when the admins messaged me It's like, listen, them people, I'm I'm not forcing anything to them. All there's a block button. There's a block button underneath. If they block me, they'll never see it. Right. All you're doing by removing me out of that group is taking away from some of the people that do get and understand what I'm trying to say. You're just taking that away from them. Yeah. The people that don't like what I've got to say, then block me or, or just unfollow me. You don't need to read. I'm not forcing it upon you.
0: No, no, no. I, I unfollow lots of people. I mean, if someone. I do it
1: regularly, mate. I do it regularly. If someone not, is
0: not offering me content that I find worthwhile, why do I need it in my feed? Um, this is
1: what I can't this is what I can understand as well. Everyone has a choice about what they see on, on the Facebook page. Everyone has a choice about what they see on Instagram. You follow these people that are doing your editing. Absolutely. Um, or causing you to feel negative. Now take the other just block them. Everyone that comes up on my feed is someone that I think, wow, look at what they're doing, or that's amazing, or this you know that's feed yourself the positive stuff
0: and stay away from the negative stuff man if you don't like
1: what i'm doing if you don't like what i'm doing or what i'm about or what i say don't follow me i'm not you know it's it's no problem in my eyes i
0: I think social media plays a critical role in our community specifically because so many amputees are homebound so many amputees are not out in the world like yourself myself other people that are somewhat high functioning working, playing, doing all the things that they love to do. And sometimes that is their only sort of portal to get to others that are in this space. And I think it, it very much plays a c- critical role in our development in terms of the narrative that we are building out there. Because let's yeah. face it, for 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 a long time, up until recently, let's say over the last ten or fifteen years, being an amputee was viewed very differently than it is viewed now. Yeah. When I, I was, think,
1: like, you, like, you've got the Olympic Games, you've got the Invictus Games. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's. I mean, it's there's there's like-
0: major advertisers. I mean, I I I posted a Victoria's Secret ad the other day. Right. On on my wall, of uh, a beautiful woman who's an amputee. I mean, this is a Victoria's Secret ad. You know, yeah, very very.
1: Well, well, do you remember what she was called?
0: I don't remember her name specifically. Uh, um,
1: There's one that lives in. I think she's from Brazil or somewhere that way. Paulo, remember what she's called, but she yeah, she's very.
0: I'm telling I'm... you, I'm telling you that the the narrative is changing now. You know every
1: company every, every more and more companies more and more companies are want to be seen now to be using amputees and and, and it's a good thing it, it's only great it's good for everybody you know yeah. you've no reason i, I talk to i talked to people that have been an amputee for 10 years women and, and stuff like that they won't wear they won't put a skirt on they won't even wear shorts in the backyard and stuff like it's mind-boggling it is what it is man I, i've not what I've not worn a pair of pants in five years. I wear shorts.
0: <laughs> I'm I jealous. Wear
1: shorts. And, and if, if, if I don't wear jeans, I've cut one of legs off.
0: So you can see that I've got that I, leg. I'm in Chicago, brother. I have no choice. I have to wear pants sometimes.
1: <laughs> 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 we're we're... No, even 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 in winter. Even in winter, when I lived in the UK, really, and it's and it's it's two foot of snow. I'd still be walking about with my shorts on.
0: Oh, I love it! I love it. You're you're like, hey, I'm gonna push back against this whole uh, this say, whole yeah, pants I'm just, thing. I'm an,
1: you know what? I, I, like I said to you, Rick, I'm, I'm I'm proud of being the team I'm, I'm proud of what I've been through.
0: Yeah, sporting sporting your hardware has become you know quite fashionable and. Yep. You know, there's luxury brands now that are using amputee models. There's, um, you know, there's a lot of flash out there. You know, you're, you're definitely one of those people that I look towards in terms of inspiration, the kind of images that conjure up, you know, an inspiring tone and and make people feel like, you know, hey, um, being an amputee it's, it's kind of badass. You know, it's, it's
1: it's very badass, man. It's, it's very cool because to, to me, to me, when I look when I look at amputees, it's, I see I don't just see the prosthetic leg. It's like I, I understand that they've they've been on a journey and 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 they, and they go on a journey every day. Every day they choose to get get up, put a leg on to go out of the house. They're not just getting up and putting the shoes on anymore. And it takes it takes a strong person to live this life. I want to show everyone. I want to show people. I want to show people how how good I I want to be a badass. I want to get up and everyone will be looking at me thinking, wow, he does it. He just does it anyway, regardless. You know, I I think I I look at every amputee that gets up, regardless of whether you're walking 10 meters down the road or you're climbing mountains, the fact that you're getting up and putting your leg on and going out to work or going out to walk your dog or going out to do this and just trying to live the life that you had before, you deserve a pat on the back and you deserve it and you deserve everything that comes. You know, you you push yourself.
0: Those are great words. I mean, and, and amputees need to hear that we we all operate at a different uh fitness level uh being the best that we can be and, and re- yeah
1: being your best being your best you don't need to you don't need to like compare yourself to anyone else you, you'll know you'll know your own limits now if if you'll know yourself like i said to you, your limits might be you, one day you walk 10 meters the next day you want to try and walk 12 the day after that try and walk 14 they're your limits. My limits to seeing which mountain I can get up. But like yeah. I said, not everyone's the same.
0: Reaching reaching your full capacity, uh, I I think is something that I personally, you know, sort of embrace in my own life. If there's something that I want to do, I want to do it well. Yeah, I, I, or if someone
1: tells you you can't do something, you want to prove them wrong as well. I love that when people say that you oh, can't yeah.
0: do it. Oh, yeah. Um, ver- very often... You know i am told the same thing which is maybe not a good idea no. <laughs> and you know uh doing things that are highly active that really push my residual limb and you know getting to know my body along the way and and knowing my limits and you know i i i've seen your posts where you've had skin breakdown and you're like hey i'm taking a break you know yep. i i, I, I got to get out of my prosthesis for a few days and, you know, I'm very much like yourself because I'm sort of in that position, I think, like you are, where you don't want to let people down. People, no. are, people are counting on you. People look, look to you in that somewhat of that leadership role, right? Because, yeah. um, you know, with your, with your camps and a lot of the communities that you've built, um, you're somewhat of a Pied Piper. I mean, people sort of follow you. And they see your energy, they see your smile, you know, your, your smile's infectious. And people say, yeah, I, I want to be part of this, this club, like this, this thing that's happening here. I want to be part of this energy. And that's really your gift to humanity. It's, it's not about money. It's not about status. It's not about fame. It's about what am I, how am I serving the people around me? Paper, I have this- people
1: up, People up. As well, Peter, people that are being people that are going through what I, I went through. That you know, it's uh, if I can help anyone, I'll help them. But uh, I want to help amputees. I want them. You know, uh, we we do a lot of stuff, not just not just with amputees. Like back in the UK, we start climbing mountains, and I invited amputees to come along. And that, but I also invited able bodied. But my, my passion, I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about what I do, and I'm passionate about helping people. You know, like I said to you before, money doesn't when you get them messages saying thank you you've helped someone money doesn't buy that um I know. you know seeing, getting them reviews and seeing them people come to my camps and then leave the camps completely different people and going back to the families you know be, being able to go to the kick park now with the kids th- th- that's what the, that's what the camps are about that's what my life's about and, and it's interesting like you said earlier about leaving a legacy I've, I've 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 said that for uh, quite a few months now, but I, I, that's what that is something that I want to build. I, I, I do want, I do want to, I want to change what goes on in this amputee community, uh, and and if I can do that, then I'll live to i I'll have lived a good life, man.
0: Well, those are amazing words, and you and I today, I believe, have only scratched the surface of what you've done and what the future holds for you. I know it's going to take some time before I can get you back in the hot seat again for an interview. Um, but I wanna thank you for being here. You're no truly, truly an inspiration to myself. You are an inspiration to all of your followers and everyone that shares in your light and your energy. And uh, Ben Lovell, I, I, I so appreciate you being here. Uh, what would be something you would wanna say uh, to everyone that is currently following you, you know, a special message for the people that aren't asking you to stop being so positive all the time. <laughs> what would,
1: what list, would you um, want to
0: say? Just basically,
1: you've just said it stay positive, man. There's, there's, there's um, it just improves your life, you know. You, if you're positive, you're positive, and then you're not just me, but you know, even the people that watch me or the people that follow me, you, there'll be people watching you in your life that'll I'll, I'll appreciate you being positive. And if, 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 like you say, it's infectious, the more positive, just live a positive life, man. You know, we've we, we, the
0: cards that you've been dealt, you've got them, get on with it, get yeah. on with it. <laughs> Sim- simply said, but also beautifully said. Mr. Ben Lovell, thank you for being here. That's going to wrap it up for us. My name is Rick Bonkowski, and this is the Amped Up to 11 podcast. I want to wish everyone in the audience health and happiness. Take care. now.